Well, my podcast this week is hysterical. This is something different. I'm on the motorway in a limousine and I am going on a journey. And we're going to find out about hearing aids. That's right. This is the one thing, if you put into social media, it's the one thing that they say, what's the worst thing about hearing aids? I don't want to wear them because I'm embarrassed. Now, I'd like to remind you, when we were all younger, glasses were the same. At school, kids were called dreadful, dreadful names. And it was awful. And yet now, people wear glasses that have no glass in them because they are a piece of fashion. I think with hearing aids, when I first started, I was worried about them because I'm not vain, but I'm getting older. And by the way, young people need them as well. But we're going to talk about that in a minute to David. I didn't know what to do. And then I realized that because of the ear pods that young people are wearing these days with Apple, etc., it's making it more acceptable for you to actually wear hearing aids. And mine are, the ones I've got now are tremendous. At the beginning, I had problems. The biggest problem was remembering to put them on. Seriously, I kept forgetting to put them on. Now, I love them. I'm going to talk about different hearing aids. But what I love about them is, one, I can watch television direct to my ears. So I've got the sound. So I can have the sound completely down and hear them. Two, I can use my phone because I have an app on my phone, which is amazing. And David, who I'm going to be speaking to in a moment, taught me something the other day, which I was thrilled about because you're learning all the time. And there's a button on the app that takes the noise out when you're walking. So I was walking on a windy day and it was horrendous in my ears. But there's a wonderful, wonderful button that can take that away. So, I'm going to a factory to have a look at some brand new hearing devices. And you never know, I'm going to get them. So, our podcast, it's Pete Price in the limo going up to Stockport. David, hi. Good morning, Peter. How was that for an intro? That was covered a few things. It covered quite a bit, yeah, very good. Tell me who you are. I'm David Quilliam uh, from Discretion Hearing, based in Southport. Um, I've been a hearing aid audiologist now for almost 32 years. Right, let me stop you there. What is an audiologist? If you think of it quite loosely as the equivalent to an optician who would help you to see better with lenses, uh, a hearing aid audiologist will help improve your hearing with hearing aids. Simple as that? As simple as that. What made you get into it? Through chance, really. I met somebody who was a, a hearing aid audiologist and he basically offered me a job put me through my training back in the early 90s. Um, I then continued to work for him, and then eventually he was taken over by one of the national companies. But I didn't like the concept of the national company, and uh, I just resigned and went on my own. I spoke to somebody, and I won't mention them, a long time ago about my hearing. I had the tests, which the government paid for. It was fantastic. Uh, I was shocked, but I didn't like the attitude, I don't know why, I just didn't feel comfortable with that person. Then I left it and I came to you. What I love about you is you're independent, aren't you? Totally independent, so that means we're not owned or run by any of the leading manufacturers. So we have accounts with every manufacturer of hearing aids, 
and therefore can offer the most suitable system to suit not just the person's hearing loss, but the needs they have in their day-to-day -day life. Let's get this out of the way straight away, because one of the biggest problems appears to be, and a lot of people say it, that hearing aids are not cheap, are they? Certainly not cheap, no, and there is always the alternative, which makes sense as well at times, to go through the NHS, the National Health Service provide a magnificent service, they offer a standard of hearing aid that will help in most situations, it's just not as tailored maybe to what they actually need, sometimes it's down to cosmetic, they want something more discreet, but there are many options then when you move into the private sector and hearing aid manufacturers themselves have this tiered system to suit people who have the less variable days, so they might just be at home most of the time, to people like yourself who are still working, going to social events, so they really need something that has more technology to help separate the sounds that they're trying to hear and take that away from sounds that they're not really interested in. You're based in Southport? Based in Southport, but we cover the whole of the Northwest. Tell me how that works, because I was surprised you do home visits, don't you? I always have done home visits, um, all the way down as far as North Wales and Chester, Wirral, Liverpool, as far north as Blackpool, and as far across as Manchester. So for me to just stop providing that service means all of those customers I've helped over the years would not have me there uh, as and when required. So it's just continued to be that way, um, which is absolutely fine. So we provide the same care in a home as we do in our centre. What I love about you, David, is you're not pushy at all. It's not about sales. It's about the hearing loss first, isn't it? That's right. You know, hearing <laughs> loss itself, as you said in your intro, is something that people have a lot of issues just coming to terms with. It can take people many years. They now reckon anything up to 10 to 12 years from the first onset to somebody doing something about it. Often that's due to family pressure, family pushing them uh, into doing something because they're always shouting. Uh, or having the TV loud, for example. So you can't push a hearing aid onto somebody. If their mindset isn't right, they're more likely to not wear the hearing aids and therefore waste their own time and money. Now, this is of a different age and many people out there won't know who I'm talking about, but older members who listen to my podcast will know. The first time I ever experienced hearing aids was a crooning singer from America called Johnny Ray. And he had the most unbelievable earpiece and a sort of speaker attached to his suit. And he actually used it on stage. He would put his hand behind his ear and he used to sing some amazing songs. But that was the first time I experienced hearing aids. Now I mention that because it was a monster. It was like a car battery attached to his jacket. You've seen ridiculous changes. Certainly in the years I've been dispensing, so that's 32 as I say, there was analogue hearing aids then. Uh, digital first came out in the uh, UK in 1996 and that allowed us then to finely tune the performance of the hearing aid. We just had three channels back then, so that meant we, we could alter a, a low, a mid and a high frequency. But even then that breakthrough was tremendous, they called it the digital leap at the time. Size-wise, hearing aids or very small hearing aids have been available for many years. But you do have to sacrifice some things at times. Because of the size restraint, you can't have the same level of technology or sometimes power. So it's only suitable for certain types of hearing loss. David, how can people find out about you, first of all? Are you on social media? We are on social media. We are on Instagram, X, 
our website of course discretion hearing obviously telephone calls telephone is always the best really because you can then enter into a conversation we can then ask you the important questions about how you feel and then if you want to move or progress on from there the best advice is booking for a hearing test now one of the biggest shocks to me and we talked about this when we first met because of the pandemic and as we're wearing masks people didn't realize how important lip reading is and people didn't understand they were actually lip reading and didn't know it did they well subconsciously we, we all lip read even with perfectly good hearing we all lip read you can watch the football on a tv screen and you can see the players swearing at the referee even though you can't hear any sound so the facial expression gives it away so it's also a skill that we naturally develop throughout our lives if we're in a busy restaurant bar or club of course the noise will dominate and distract you from hearing that conversation therefore we all rely on watching that body language and facial expression or just our cognitive ability to hear maybe a couple of key words within that conversation and either assume or just guess your way through the problem then of course if you're guessing you're wrong you're joining in the wrong conversation giving the wrong answers david how big a problem is hearing loss now with young people we tend not to see that many young people um, you know if it's a childhood problem or even from birth national health will obviously pick that up at an early stage and that's the right route to take if there's a medical issue of any sort the national health need to investigate that and, uh, and try and cure it hopefully but as a rule people tend not to start thinking of the hearing till the sort of mid 50s 60s because that's when the aging process takes over or if they've had a noisy occupation it may have damaged the hearing but as again we've said because they're coping they're what we say you they're accommodating the problem by finding ways of living with it so lip reading guessing or in worst case scenario you'll find they isolate themselves and withdraw from situations what's the lifespan of hearing aids do you have to change like you change your car no they will still work we tend to find that people naturally replace their hearing aids around five or six years now that could be because the hearing's changed but of course the hearing aids can be tweaked they can be adjusted fine-tuned to suit if that's the case technology also moves on at a rapid pace in the hearing aid industries so for example we now have fully rechargeable hearing aids bluetooth in the hearing aids so if you could imagine somebody bought hearing aids a few years ago they might still be working perfectly well but they have difficulty changing a battery therefore rechargeable is a common sense approach to say that would now resolve that issue as well i'm glad you said that because i've seen the size of the batteries and i don't know how the hell i would change one of those certainly some of them are very small um, you know sort of five millimeter diameter so if you have poor dexterity arthritis for example you'd struggle picking it up never mind putting it into the actual hearing aid so david we're in this limo we've got a charming driver who is taking it all in where are we going today we're going to stockport Hazel grove to be precise kian is driving us and this is a laboratory that are an american company but this is their uk hq and they've kindly invited us along today to show you around the facility show you how hearing aids are made you might even have a go yourself at doing some uh, soldering on a small, small ship uh, so that'd be interesting and again we've now got the latest technologies here this new hearing aid has been launched in the uk just the beginning of september october um, and it's got on a single charge 
the battery will work for 51 hours and it will also stream from your phone for example for 33 hours non-stop now that's unbelievable and what they've been telling us is Apple have now approached them to ask how on earth they've got so much from a battery. Stop it. That's what they're trying to pick the brains wow, on now. That's amazing. Now, what made you pick this company? When I came to you and I decided that I wanted to start wearing hearing aids, which was, as you know, a problem. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, go and see this man. I'll tell you for why. He's the most patient man on this earth. I must have rung him a thousand times about, but he's always there at the end of the phone to give me advice. Why did you pick this company? Because, uh, well, first of all, I'll change that question. Are there many hearing aid companies? Yeah, there's 10 or 12 different hearing aid manufacturers that we use. They're all very good, to be honest with you. There's very few that you'd say are poor quality, but some companies are more advanced in their research and development, the shape and size of the aid, the compatibility with your mobile phone, for example. Some will work better with Apple, some with Android, some will do both. But then, as I say, it's the lifestyle that you have. This particular company make a hearing aid that has or uses artificial intelligence. So by a simple press on your phone, or what we call a double tap on the hearing aid, it activates the artificial intelligence within the instrument to identify exactly what the environment you're in at that time, what other sounds are around you, and it will then work harder to try and separate the speech element from those other noises. If you've just joined us, we are talking hearing aids, we're not talking rocket science. This is an unbelievable world we're living in these days with modern technology. David, I was shocked at the amount of famous people. Some have named themselves, so that's fine. Others I know now wear hearing aids but don't want to be told. One of the best ones for me is Ken Barlow, Bill Roach, who has the most amazing hearing aids. And you can just see, if you took a photo of the screen, the actual mould in his ears, which is great. Presidents of the United States of America. Which brings me to the question, tell us about this amazing man who owns this unbelievable company. The man who owns the company is called Bill Austin. He started a foundation uh, to help other people, you could say are less fortunate or in war-torn parts of the country or the world. And what he decided to do through, or along with Bill Clinton, I think it was, uh, he set up this foundation to provide hearing aids to young children. So he has a scheme around the world that collects unused or unwanted hearing aids. Even our own National Health, he pays our National Health Service for old hearing aids. He has his own aeroplane, as you can imagine. He flies over, picks up the sacks of hearing aids and flies them back to America, breaks them up, salvages the working parts and disposes of the rest. And then he rebuilds hearing aids, goes back in his plane and flies to countries and helps young children to hear better. Which is an incredible story. It's unbelievable. Do I remember rightly, did he start off as a farmhand? He's a farmer's son. Farmer's son. Yeah, farmer's son. And I don't know whether he had some sort of vision, yeah. but decided his uh, path in life was to help people. It's incredible that he is so successful, incredibly wealthy, but is giving something back to society. Oh, still, he's 83 years of age now and still does it. So is it a big company in America? It's a big company around the world. Yeah. Yeah, huge, huge company. Um, so, as I said before, the manufacturers we use are all very good, all reputable, all have good hearing aid technology, some for different reasons. 
Some will focus on high power instruments, for example, for more severe losses. So we'd favour that manufacturer over another. David, is there a sale, not sale return, part X like you do with cars? Unfortunately not, no. You can't resell a hearing aid. Of course, it's been in somebody else's ear. It has personal data belonging to that person. Um, so you, you couldn't resell a hearing aid to somebody. Now, explain. You came to my home, you brought the hearing aids, and then you got a computer out. Now, what was that all about? The digital processor within the hearing aid, um, we can fine-tune to suit the loss of hearing. So, first of all, an audiometric test is simply a test to compare your hearing against that of the average level. We can then measure individual frequencies, which are just a sequence of beeps and buzzes, and you respond when you hear the sounds. Now, if you don't respond, we increase the volume. By increasing the volume, we're measuring how far away from that normal level you are. Now, tell me, when people go for a hearing test, it's a standard one, isn't it, to everybody, NHS, whatever. So tell us what you're looking for. So let's go back to basics. Everyone listening now think they've got a problem with hearing. Talk us through what happens. Well, the first thing is obviously to take a case history and know if there's any history of hearing loss in the family, if there's any pain or discomfort in the ears or noises in the ears known as tinnitus and it's a general health check. We have a good look inside the ears, check the condition of an eardrum, and again, if there's anything of concern, we can refer you on to a GP to then move you through the National Health Service. Once we've established everything's safe to proceed, what I actually do is program hearing aids on the same day to simulate how hearing aids will actually help before we go to that stage of ordering them, fitting them, and, and then the, your hearing aids. So it gives you an indication pretty much straight away how much improvement you're likely to receive. You mentioned tinnitus. Can you explain? Because apparently I was told by somebody that there are hearing aids that can help a little bit with tinnitus. That's right. Hearing aids can have what we call a masking effect. So sometimes just by wearing the hearing aids on their own distracts you from hearing the noise that you have in your ears. Other hearing aids have a designated program so that you can present or play a different type of sound through the hearing aid that is more pleasant than the tinnitus. Well, I've got out of the limo and I'm now in Starkey. This is incredible and I'm with a very charming lady by the name of Susie who's going to tell us where are we? Well, Pete, um, we're at the Starkey UK headquarters here in Hazelgrove in Stockport um, and we're looking forward to welcoming you here today and showing you around our facility and introducing you to our team. Um, we're going to show you under the bonnet of how we make our custom hearing aids here in Stockport and show you the process, which is really, really fascinating, how we create these really small pieces of technology um, that are custom made for your um, unique ear shape. Um, so we're looking forward to showing you that process process and also telling you a little bit more about Starkey, um, about who we are, about our history. We have some incredible hearing technology that we've recently brought to the market, our Genesis AI hearing aids. Um, we're looking forward to telling you more about those um, and also getting some on your ears as well so you can hear exactly what they're all about. Wow. What made you come into this industry? Well, I joined Starkey around 17 years ago, um, so I've been here a little while. Um, but what I really love uh, about Starkey and about the industry is that we combine uh, amazing technology with a really caring approach. 
Hearing loss is an incredibly important thing to address. If you can't hear well, it impacts your life in so many different ways. Um, you know, it makes it more challenging to work, to socialise, to enjoy your family, your friends. So giving people their ability to hear back is so powerful and so impactful. So it's a real privilege to play a part in being able to do that and to make a difference in people's lives with this amazing technology. What David says about your company is nothing is too much trouble. And I love that. The welcome I just got was amazing. Your staff are lovely. Everybody's saying hello. But it's important that, isn't it? Because it's not a matter of just selling the devices. You've got to give some after-sales service. Absolutely. We're in a people business. Uh, yes, we have incredible technology. Without the people we work with, like Dave, um, then we can't get it onto people's ears. So our partnerships with our hearing care professionals are so important to us. And we really believe that if we can do the best job for Dave, then that enables him to do the best job for his patients as well. So doing uh, and giving amazing um, customer service is part of Starkey's DNA. We really want to look after people better than anyone else. Um, and that's why we do what we do. Give us a potted history on Starkey because he's one of life's larger than life characters isn't me. So Starkey was founded by <laughs> Mr Bill Austin and he is still an incredibly important figure um, in our company today. He fits hearing aids still which uh, is amazing that we have a leader um, and an owner that uh, is actually fitting our hearing aids. He also has uh, created uh, the Starkey Hearing Foundation and over the years has given away hundreds of thousands of hearing aids to people across the globe who otherwise wouldn't have had the means to access hearing technology. So he's an incredibly inspirational figure for Starkey and for our industry as well. He's taken Starkey from a hearing aid repair shop into the leading global company that it is today through his amazing philosophy and approach to creating fantastic technology with, with a very caring approach. After reading about him, I believe the presidents of the United States of America will ring him up regularly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Bill fitted Ronald Reagan back in the 70s um, or early 80s. And that was, again, a, a sort of watershed moment in our industry um, to have a president of the United States wearing hearing aids. And uh, ever since then, he has fitted a huge number of, of important people. And that really helps to sort of really give hearing technology a great platform and does a great job at really putting Starkey on the map. Now, David and I talk coming up in the car about the stigma. Is the problem as big as it used to be or is it getting better? The stigma of wearing hearing aids. It's certainly reducing. I think as new generations of, of people start to experience hearing loss, they are more uh, comfortable with um, wearing ear devices, whether that's listening to music. And so wearing a hearing aid is almost a natural extension of that. So the stigma around wearing hearing aids is certainly um, reducing. And also the technology in hearing aids is really helping to break that down. Hearing aids are super sophisticated pieces of technology. You can stream uh, phone calls, music, you can do so much with your hearing aids these days and that's really helping to break down the stigma as well um, as the fact that they are, you know, the shape and the design of them has changed so they are uh, much more um, high-tech looking um, than they were in the past. So yeah, the, the stigma is certainly reducing. Now tell us about this new exciting product because everyone's buzzing in here talking about it and I love the name. 
So we are so excited to bring Genesis AI to our market in the UK. We've waited a long time for it. It has been built from the ground up with hundreds of scientists and engineers um, from our team um, over in the US, creating a new platform, um, a new app, uh, a new design and new software uh, to fit the hearing aids as well. There are so many incredible um, highlights from Genesis. The sound quality um, is exceptional. I'm looking forward to you experiencing that shortly. Um, the battery life is standout as well. Um, it's waterproof, so you don't have to worry about um, getting your hearing aids wet, whether you're outside, whether you're in the shower. You can just wear them and forget about them. And um, yeah, it's, it's really exciting to hear the feedback from Dave and, and some of the patients that he's fitted, that the sound quality is truly standout. I'm of a certain age. Luckily, because I'm involved with radio and television, I know a little bit, not a lot, because I'm never off the phone to David saying, what does this do, what's that do? What do you say to older people listening now who would love them, but they're frightened of technology? Because they are. We're getting banking online. We're getting no post offices anymore. We're getting all these problems. And a lot of people can't cope. So what do you say to those people? I think that hearing well is fundamental to people's health and well-being um, and it's such a positive step to take. If you can't hear well then it's very challenging to enjoy life to the fullest. Um, it's challenging to uh, make the best of social situations, it's challenging to perform well in the workplace, um, it's challenging to interact well with family and friends um, and hearing well um, has also been proven to have a positive impact on your overall health and well-being. Um, there's research that uh, links hearing loss to dementia and other age-related um, conditions, and it's it's just a super positive um, step to take to address hearing loss so that you can um, hear better and live better. Interesting you say that. My final blow was I was at a party with a dear friend and had a half-hour conversation and hadn't a clue what she was talking about. That was the final blow for me. But what about the technical side of the app on the phone? Because a lot of people can't do stuff like that. Is there a simplistic way for people to do this of a certain age? Yeah, absolutely. So the app, um, it, it just, it's not mandatory, so you don't need to use the app if you don't wish to. Um, but it has been designed with patients and um, people in mind so that it's as easy to use as possible. So it's very intuitive, it's very easy to navigate, uh, and it just adds lots of additional functionality and control to the hearing aid um, itself. So um, it's, it's just a great added uh, feature if people want to use it. But it's it's certainly not mandatory. So if people aren't comfortable with using the app, then um, they don't need to. But they can still use the earpieces. Absolutely, yes. Simple as yes. that, simple as yes. that. It's interesting, a lot of famous people don't mind talking publicly about it, but a lot of them are still private, and rightly so, it's their choice. Yeah, absolutely, and I think that goes back to the stigma that you mentioned earlier, that some people do feel conscious uh, or self-conscious about wearing hearing aids, um, but as we've talked about, that is really beginning to break down as we see um, you know, people start to take um, uh, you know, the, the sort of next generation coming through um, start to address their hearing loss. Uh, we are seeing that become less um, less of a concern, which is really, uh, really positive because we all know that hearing well, as we've just talked about, um, is and, and, and addressing hearing loss is a super positive step. Before we move on, I've just been working with Cliff Richard. Uh, of that era, let's t- 
tell the story about the Osmonds because it's really fascinating, isn't it? The American family who are geniuses. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we have uh, a really close um, affiliation with Justin Osmond, who wears Starkey hearing aids and is a great ambassador for Starkey hearing aids. Um, and we've got a great relationship with the Osmond family. Um, we support a lot of the charity work that they do in the UK, and we're really, uh, really happy to do that. Um, and they are great um, advocates for Starkey as well. Obviously, um, for Justin, being part of such um, a high-profile musical family and yet having a hearing loss has been a really challenging um, area for him to navigate. Um, and so he speaks really passionately um, about his experiences of that. And, and he, um, like I say, is, is aware of Starkey hearing aids and, and is a great supporter of Starkey. Right. I'm with Paul Lamb in the headquarters um, of Starkey and I'm about to see something a little bit special. Uh, tell me what I'm going to see and thank you for talking to me. That's okay, Pete. So we're going to fit to you today what we call the new Genesis hearing aids. Now, the Genesis are elite forward in technology. They provide very quick processing. And if you're a numbers man, that's 80 million calculations and adjustments every hour from the hearing aid to get you to hear the best quality speech and suppress the background noise. How can that happen in something so tiny? I can't comprehend that. So Starkey have been spending five years on this product. They've built it from the ground up and they've broken the laws of physics, basically, to try and get a microchip so small into a hearing aid is a challenge. But we've managed to do it and on top of that, we put a deep neural network processor on board the hearing aid, which makes that system work extremely quickly. Paul, we were talking before, and we're in this beautiful building, and we were talking about earwax. What is the problem with uh, wax? How does it happen? And are there cowboys out there messing about without mentioning names? So earwax can be a problem for some people. Uh, producing earwax is a natural process. So there's a gland in your ear canal, which should just put a small layer of wax in your ear canal. And that catches anything that's going near the ear, like dust and debris, and then it sticks to the earwax. Over time, the skin from the ear grows outwards and self-cleans the ear, taking the earwax with it. Unfortunately, some people may produce more earwax than they can cope with. So the earwax produces in the ear, the skin can't clean it out, and eventually your ear blocks with earwax. Simple as that. Simple as that, yeah. Never use cotton buds on your ears, by the way. Now, that is a really interesting statement because I've heard that so many times. Don't. Yeah, it's very dangerous. So how far do you know you're sticking a cotton bud into your ear canal? Uh, the ear canal's about two and a half centimetres long, but earbuds, when you push them in, you just don't know how far they're going to go. They could push earwax further in, making the problem worse. Or they could even perforate the eardrum. Yeah. Simple as that. Now, I won't mention any names, but I know you help the stars. Let's put it that way. We would be surprised who wears hearing aids these days, wouldn't we? We certainly would. Um, and, and Starkey's goal is to fit everybody that needs hearing help. We're here to support people. Um, Starkey have a great charity foundation called Starkey Cares and we can provide hearing help where it's needed and with the use of certain stars in the, uh, the business they can promote hearing health that's one of the reasons we do it 
And um, what I would say is people often don't act early enough on their hearing problem. It can be seven to ten years before anyone does anything about a hearing problem. Um, the family probably notice it first, but people are often in denial, or it could be the stigma of wearing hearing aids. I'm doing this podcast to help people. I want people to... I've written about it now. I talk about it all the time because I've got over the stigma, which was bad for me. I'm not a vain person, but the stigma was bad. So let's talk about my hearing. You've just done a test with me. What's my hearing like, honestly? So your hearing is what we would categorise as a moderate, high-frequency hearing loss. What that basically means is you're missing a lot of the important speech sounds. The speech sounds are made up of different frequencies. The ones that you need to hear the most, especially in noise, are the consonants or the high frequencies. So when you have a hearing problem, and a lot of the time it's wear and tear on your ear, just you know, years and years of your ears being battered to sound, those high frequencies dip down and then you miss the clarity or the end or the beginning of a word so if you miss one word in one sentence, that could mean you just don't hear the sentence correctly. So if we can bring that back with a hearing aid and boost the high-pitched sounds you miss, that can make all the difference. As somebody who's been in this industry a long time, are you excited about Genesis? I'm super excited. Uh, it's the biggest leap forward in hearing aid technology that I've ever seen. We're probably two years ahead of where we should be, and we've developed a hearing aid that not only gives you the best sound quality, but we have a rechargeable hearing aid. You don't even have to worry about batteries. And the hearing aid can actually last 41 hours on one single charge. So if you're taking a long flight somewhere, you're covered. Wow. What's this box here? The box is a system uh, called Genesis. And in that box is your charger and all the bits you need to get going with your hearing aids. It's going to make life easy for you. Dock them in the charger, and then once you're up in the morning, they will last a full day. And if you go out in the rain shower, by mistake, you're covered with that as well, because they're completely waterproof. Well, I'm now back in the limousine after having the most amazing day and seeing how hearing aids are made. And it is unbelievable the work that goes in to the technology, the grounding, the way it's put together. It's like a factory of workers, all individually working on customers' orders, NHS orders, all sorts of things. And it is remarkable, the technology. Uh, and I now have in my ears... Genesis. David, what a lovely day. It's been a fabulous day, and you've learned a lot. I've learned too much. There was too much information taken. A bit of overload. Nobody knows, do they? No, nobody realises what's involved in the research and development alone. That's all behind the scenes. And then when it comes to manufacturing and hearing aids are custom built to each individual, everyone's ear is unique, rather like a fingerprint. So once uh, an impression is taken of an ear, a bit like having teeth made... Uh, by the dentist, they'll take a cast, uh, that is sent away, they then make a shell of a hearing aid to suit uh, your ear, be the perfect fit for your ear, and then build the electronics inside, and then we can take over and program that technology to suit the hearing loss that the patient has. I'm wearing something that's brand new, 
and revolutionary and people in the industry are so excited. Briefly, simply, in layman's terms, it's called Genesis. What am I wearing? Uh, Starkey are the manufacturer of this particular hearing aid. The aid itself is called Genesis. It is available in various points of technology or various levels of technology which are to suit the need of the patient, to suit their lifestyle and their daily needs. So the most basic model, still a fabulous hearing aid of course, uh, and that will suit most people's day-to-day lifestyle, being at home, being with family, watching TV, up to the highest levels of hearing aid technology, which are more suited for people who have a varied day, social life, they work part of the day, they go home to the family, they then go out for a meal, they go to church on Sunday. So the more varied your days are, the more advanced technologies are making more decisions on which sounds need emphasising more than others, but always focusing on the speech as the main sound to offer you the opportunity of joining in with conversation. What do you say to people, David, that complain about the cost of hearing aids? Cost it will always be an issue. Hearing aids are not cheap, but you've really got to try and look through that. It's not the actual aid that you're paying for. It's the quality of life it gives you that you're paying for. And when you consider on average, people will keep hearing aids for maybe five or six years before they either wear out or the hearing's changed, technology moves on, and then they'll want to change naturally because there's something better out there. Um, so if you were to spread the cost of a hearing aid mentally, if you like, over that period of time, all of a sudden it's not as big an expense as you might think. The, the upfront cost might hit you hard to begin with, but then add into that you've got the service, aftercare, any adjustments or fine-tuning is all included in what you pay for a hearing aid. So we're there to encourage you to get the most out of your hearing aids for the duration. You must not give up on a hearing aid making excuses, not wearing them, putting even worse, putting them in a box in a drawer. Um, if you have a problem, you need to speak to your dispenser and then at least we can help guide or make an adjustment that would suit you best. So there we are. I've been on a journey today. I'll remind you that I was worried about wearing hearing aids because I was embarrassed. Uh, the embarrassment has definitely gone away. Uh, I will come back and talk to you again about the implanted hearing aids that go into the ear. We'll talk about that another time. I cannot believe I've got these Genesis on my ears. It's life-changing. When I went to the theatre the other night, I got upset because I could hear more than I've heard before. And this was all down to a friend. I was sitting in a club one night with my friend, couldn't hear what they were saying for half an hour, and that changed my life. With young people wearing uh, ear pods all the time, it's more trendy. These new ones are so small, and the quality is remarkable. Plus, your telephone goes straight to your ears. I can have it connected to my television to have it straight to my ears. It is remarkable. Uh, and I want to thank Starkey and David, because if it hadn't been for David, I would never have met Starkey. And one day I've got to meet this guy because this is the man that is incredibly successful but gives so much back to people all over the world to try and help them with hearing problems. I hope you've enjoyed the podcast and 
tell everybody about it because it is life-changing. It's something we don't talk about and it's something we should talk about. Thank you so much for joining us on our podcast. Why not subscribe? You know it's free. So join us and tell your friends. It's great going on walks and doing whatever you want to do and then putting P-Price on. We've got a back catalogue of over 100 interviews. Join us. Subscribe. It's free.